Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to episode 44 of the Salty Mother Clutchers podcast. something a little different going on today this isn't going to be the regular format of our pot of our podcast yeah it's the end of the fucking year dude it's the end of the year it's the end of season two and we thought fuck you know what we had a lot of great conversations with people over this year and kind of discovered that there were some common themes amongst mm-hmm. everyone we spoke with and we were spread out yeah a lot of us are in atlantic canada but we had people from the pacific northwest your favorite part of the USA, and also Texas. Only one of the two places of the USA that we actually know. So it's kind of interesting that like we had a lot of common themes going on there, mm-hmm. and we had strangers who were kind of like reiterating the same messages, and it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, like we hit some pretty broad notes on the show. <laughs> like we, our demographic is fucking huge. <laughs> but like, you know, people, the, these same topics keep coming back around and around and around. Yeah. So this is kind of like a collection of some of our favorite key topics yeah, of and season two. Of season two. So we right? have a few highlights coming up and they'll be keep coming and coming and coming and coming <laughs> until the fucking show is over. Yeah. <laughs> so we're uh, our first batch of uh, uh, our favorite clips from season two as uh, kind of a new rider perspective. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I find that I find that it's always a balance between I feel really confident. It's almost like a roller coaster. I feel really confident when I go out sometimes and it's when I'm too confident that I start to think that I can do more. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm proven by the gods of motorcycling <laughs> that I'm not capable yet or learn the lesson. Yeah. And then it takes me down a notch, but not enough to be embarrassed in traffic. <laughs> right. But yeah. then I have to get back up to my gear. Like I have to kick into another gear and try to, to get back to that confidence level. And it's been really fun to analyze that as a new rider. I think once you've mastered the, the pull, the pull push method, then you should be able to do anything. With one hand. Right, right. Right. We've talked about that. The push pull on the podcast yes. before, because people don't give it people, enough credit. They don't get it. And it's like, they're like, when am I going to use that? And we're like, I don't always know, next time you're driving to a blind turn, trying to hold a camera to do a video. <laughs> literally always you know so i was a little nervous about like can i actually am i going to be comfortable doing this so (laughs) i kind of cheated so i took the course which made me feel confident and then you know you have you get that permit before you take the before you take your your um, test to get your license yeah and while i had the permit i went around and and test drove a bunch of other people's motorcycles (laughs) (laughs) just people who are selling their bikes no yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you were like basically responding to Kijiji ads and were like, "Can I uh, test drive this?" Yeah, and I was looking to look. I was looking for a bike too, but I was actually really also figuring out, do I really want to do this? Oh my god, that's so funny. Because <laughs> at that point, of course, I'm riding with one hand with my camera in the other hand. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. So this just this just backs up my point here. Okay. Exactly. So the point the point is you're going into what I'm assuming is somewhat of a blind turn really fast with one hand with one hand and the other hand holding up a camera to make sure you have it on video. Yeah, exactly. So this is where I get this from. Right. So, um, if you like roll back to our like episode, um, I forget if it's like fucking 16, whatever, but we talk about our last trip on the Cabot trail and I was having some like very, 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 very bad bike problems. And the roads were completely ripped apart, totally gravel, totally mud, totally shit. And I'm like shitting my pants in a position where I need to hold my throttle while I'm like going down Cape Smokey. And I look in my mirror and Jay's behind me with one hand up videoing the whole thing. That was this this season. (laughs) So I'm like trying to force myself down a slippery, slimy, greasy mountain, holding in my throttle because my bike's about to fucking spontaneously combust. And 
I look behind me, and this kid's behind me with one hand up, camera in the air. The tires are just slipping back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> All on the video. So, point is, Big Al's a good instructor. Oh, yeah. I ran out of gas a few weeks ago and had to ride back on reserve. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably get, like, quite far on a tank, though, I bet. Yeah, I was actually, the reason I ran out of gas was that I was trying to calculate um, what the actual mileage was, and it's Smart. supposed to be around 46 miles per gallon, I think. Yeah. Like, American. Um, and I forget, there was a conversion there that I figured out, like, kilometers per liter. Um, but I was supposed to get almost 200, like, probably 150, 170 kilometers um, per tank. Mm-hmm. And when I ran out of fuel, <laughs> I figured out it's only about 100. So, um, I mean, it's, like, it's older, so it's probably not running as efficiently as it Wait, was did you did you just say you're gassing you have to gas up at 100 did i just hear that wrong did you say you have to gas up oh, at- well, that, that was right it, it was like i think it was like 118 or something whoa where i like it, the bike turned off because i was out of fuel whoa but, but, but this is reserve. that's before reserve though okay yes that's not that seems like not enough Seems like not enough. Yeah, <laughs> how are your how are your spark plugs i don't know should i check that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And I found this one dirt bike, and it was, like, one of these that had a really small back tire. And when you sat on it, like, it flattened, like, quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I jumped on it, got her going, brought her over to the parking lot. And he was already, like, walking back with his helmet. I was like, where are you going? So wait, so wait. So now we have to picture you (laughs) on the smallest bike. (laughs) Like a clown bike. In the school. (laughs) Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta ride all these little groms and shit. Like it's it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty wacky. Trying to do like slow speed exercises on a grom, they're like that kid. It's impossible with my knees in the in the freaking handlebars, right? <laughs> so I have to find one of the bigger dirt bikes, which are the the CRF one fifties. They're a little bit bigger. They're still obviously look ridiculous on me. But then there's one guy that's like my size, but like three hundred pounds. You should see him on one of these things. <laughs> okay (laughs) so we're back in the house and before you call bullshit on this entire fucking episode because of like it's a recap episode we are kind of doing this live yes so it might sound a little bit different from what you're used to so yes we're talking in all these clips but uh like we're kind of playing dj with these fucking old podcast clips here (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) it's a little ragtag but i think like I think these are like thoughts that like are it's I mean these are really like funny these are some pretty funny stories but it's like yeah, yeah haven't we all like didn't we all run out of gas oh. like well, we all had to learn at some time and like the, the only people that don't re- uh, retell these stories <laughs> are fucking dickheads like <laughs> yeah. we've all fucked up we've all ran out of gas we've all fucking launched a bike into the woods at some point <laughs> i'm sure although i don't think we all went around res- like responding to kijiji ads just taking people's motorbikes out for rides <laughs> to see if we like them no but hot tip right <laughs> it's like totally a good tip <laughs> should we even talk about okay yeah so like who's on this fucking episode we're talking like we Kay. have recaps from everyone we spoke with this year Yes. So it's like, it's, it's every interview that we've had this year or most of the interviews we've had in the season two. Yeah. Um, uh, and in that last section, we heard a bit from, uh, Kirby Katie. Yeah. Big uh, Al and Brian. Big Al, uh, Brian Sharp from a couple episodes ago and Ken from episode 33. But that's not all. We have more. <laughs> that's not all folks. No, no, no. We didn't leave no, you no, no. out. We didn't leave you out. If no. If, you've been, if you were on this podcast, you were on this podcast. If you thought we were going to end the show on a fucking Grom, <laughs> you were incorrect, madam. Oh, fuck. But like, uh, do you want to have a shot? Yes. This is episode 44, the end of season two. Um, I, we're I assume. We're going to some whiskey shots. I assume people want to hear a season three. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm getting drunk to season two. I think, I think so. All right. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) All right, you can do the next one. I'm dying. I mean, this part, this part, uh, while it makes sense, I'm not really sure how to make sense of describing what it is, but basically it just comes down to like a bike aesthetic and we all have one. Um, and we all have things we like and don't like, so let's kick it off.
What did you ride before that? Uh, uh, a terrible bike, but it was comfortable <laughs> for a passenger. It was a Suzuki. Uh, it was another Suzuki, but it was a Boulevard. A oh, cruiser. yeah. Oh. A terrible bike indeed. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. What, what was it about the Boulevard that was like not doing it? I don't like floorboards. I think that's what it is. <laughs> okay, I hear you. <laughs> We're on the same page already. <laughs> and you're like, all right, so adventure bike for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you have a, a windshield on it? I don't. Okay, that'll, really, that, that'll make really a huge difference, I think. Yeah, I just don't like the look of them. And it's a really silly, one of those really silly aesthetic things that eventually I might end up caving in, especially if I'm doing some like longer term trips. Yeah. I just I really love the way my bike looks right now and I don't really want to change anything. Yeah. The one time I, I did the Cabot Trail was with that bike and every corner I scraped <laughs> the floorboards. Yeah. It yeah. was nerve wracking. Yeah. I uh, Last year I broke down on the Cabot Trail and had to take my dad's Honda Shadow back home for a month and that had floorboards and I was fucking scraping those things all over the place. <laughs> It sucks. And it would make more sense if the floorboards were for the passenger instead of the the driver. Actually, a funny thing. I, I just posted a photo of this the other day, too. Um, a couple of years ago, I was riding a bike for someone who was just buying it. And it was like a, I don't know, 2000-something 250 Virago. So, like, a tiny little dinky bike. But the passenger seat had fucking floorboards. <laughs> and it's like... Who's taking a passenger on a 250 Virago? It's like the floorboards are bigger than the fucking seat. <laughs> floorboards, am I right? Floorboards fucking suck, dude. Have, have you ever had a bike with floorboards? Uh, only bikes that I've borrowed. Like I borrowed a V-Star. Yeah. Dad bikes. Dad bikes have yeah. floorboards. You know what? Boulevards, my, V-Stars. My claim to fame is my dad bike does not have floorboards, but my dad's dad bike, which is the exact same bike as my bike, does have floorboards. Yeah. And I did ride that. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing. We've talked about aesthetics on the show like a whole bunch. I think a lot in season one, actually. Yeah. Probably less so in season two. But now that I'm seeing this stuff kind of like grouped together, it's like, yeah, yeah, a Suzuki Boulevard, <laughs> windshields suck, floorboards <laughs> suck. It's like, this is the fuck dad bikes. Oh, yeah. I mean, fuck dad bikes. And And you know what? Windshields, am I right? I feel like I have had, the, I have been the owner of the largest windshields ever created for motorbikes. Oh. They make your bike look stupid, but they're so practical. Yeah, but remember uh, the Virago had like that sweet tinted blue one? The and I think, I, th I think your dad's shadow had the same yeah, thing. Yeah, dad's has that too. Like, you know what? When I Actually, I don't know why it didn't affect me on the Virago, but when I had my father's bike, like that was so distracting for some reason. It, why is it blue? Because his bike blue, blue doesn't, it matches. It, that doesn't it's help aesthetic. you at night. Is it supposed to help you during the daytime? Uh, I think it's supposed to just match the bike. I gotta fucking blue this <laughs> shit up, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, near misses, fuck ups, and mishaps. So this is not crashes. <laughs> um, we'll get to the crashes. It's There's just, always crashes. It's just fuck ups. And like we've all had fuck ups, right? You know, sometimes your bike fucks up. Sometimes, you know, your fucking your pants fuck up. <laughs> sometimes the road fucks up, or sometimes the person in front of you is gonna fuck up. <laughs> so, this is a little taste of season two and some of the fuck ups that happened from episode twenty six. This is a uh, big Al. Of all the sabers that I've had, I've never had any major like issues except that one time. I think I was coming out to see you guys, and I was having some charging issues. <clears throat> didn't your bike light somewhere. on fire one time <laughs> the second I, I, one did yeah and that was part of yeah. the, the chart the charging problem i think like the rest of us have to kind of stay humble too because like i know i fuck up all the time like i wipe mm -hmm. out like i skid out on dust and shit <laughs> like it's not a big deal right yeah that's yeah. just kind of get, getting over that hump and going no one else cares only i care about it as long as you're safe mm. and you're fine it's yeah. you know it's all good because I was yeah. thinking of like this thing that used to happen to me constantly when I started riding. And occasionally it happens to me. And I'm just, I just have to laugh it off because it's just fucking funny. But like when you're going into a turn, and maybe you can relate with this to this or maybe not. But you're coming into a turn and you're in a way lower gear than you should be. <laughs> so you're plowing through the turn and you let your clutch out and you're in like second gear. And all of a sudden the handlebars oh, yeah. are like in your gut. <laughs> and he fell asleep at the 
at the wheel. <laughs> and the only thing that saved his life is his buddy bumped his handlebars that what? woke him up. The reason why his buddy bumped his handlebars is because he fell asleep at the <laughs> wheel too, <laughs> but pulled back on the throttle and accelerated into him. Oh my God. And they're both alive. Did and they, they didn't have an accident. Like what? Did they, did they get their medal? <laughs> yes they did they did but as it's running i'm like sort of getting a kick out of it saying oh shit it actually runs and then uh, i look down and there's like fuel peeing down on the the trailer all over the place so well that was the other that was the other one that was really an oh shit moment it was actually when i went to get the boulevard so i was test driving it and uh just slam was on the back with me and i whipped down this road that i thought i knew and all of a sudden it turned to gravel like instant and i saw the sign out of the corner of my eye i was like oh i didn't have enough time to slow down i think i was going 80 and uh so instinctually i hit the brake as i hit the gravel which made me Uh fishtail Uh i immediately i immediately let go of the brake because i'm like oh that's gonna kill me (laughs) and just rolled to a stop but it scared the shit out of both me and Ghislaine. Ghislaine actually, it, it twisted so much that her leg flew up and hit the side of the bike and she hurt her ankle on the bike. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And, and this is a brand new bike I haven't even purchased yet. Right? <laughs> I'm just test driving it. I'm like, oh, if I bring back a broken bike, oh, this is just not good. So not th- good this not is good. pants shitting on multiple levels then. Oh, God. Oh, multiple. <laughs> Double multiple pants levels. shitting. And, and there was a moment where I was like, maybe I should walk away from this. Maybe, maybe this was the, the one moment, you know, the scary moment where you're like, that was close. That, that could have been really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could have both ended up in the hospital or worse. So I was like, nah. and then uh, I gave myself a week to, to like stew on it. And eventually I was like, no, nah, I like riding too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just too fucking fun. <laughs> it's just too fun. Hey, when you see me slow down randomly and you're thinking, what the fuck is, what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's probably because the cattle guard turn is coming up. But hey, <laughs> if you get in it and you're too fast, uh, just just lean the bike over. You'll probably make it. And so I've definitely been in that position of like, I got that shit cranked over pretty good. And I see that cattle guard coming up and realize I'm probably fucked, but it holds <laughs> better than you think it would. Um, that said, there, that turn is just littered with plastics, just all over both sides oh, of the road. Oh my God. Dozens of bikes, you know, I'm sure. <sighs> yeah. Well, definitely i've never had my bike light on fire i'm gonna knock wood um probably have pissed some gas i have definitely gas for sure (laughs) it's actually surprising that my bike has not especially the honda shadow yeah like the 85 like that thing has not exploded in flames at some point (laughs) i mean it might have and i maybe i didn't notice i think we've all had some mishaps Mm -hmm. i think we've all fucked up um here's a fuck up on on season one we had crashy tom on which Mm -hmm. we've got to get crashy tom back on here yeah but we got into talking about toolkits and he gave us basically like the correct answer and he he gave us one of the single best pieces of advice for a toolkit and this has haunted the podcast since since season one since episode eight yes so we've tried asking people as they, when they're on the podcast and we didn't ask everybody, but we've asked people along the way, Hey, what's your like must have in your toolkit. And it's been mostly like epic fail answers. Yeah. And like, I, I even like, I'm trying to like milk this out of people that we were interviewing. I'm like, no, no, like, no not what's in your toolkit, like a screwdriver. Yeah. Not like, like, like what's, what's a cool thing that's in your toolkit. Yeah, not like what came inside your factory toolkit. Yeah. What's in your toolkit. Yeah. And so thanks, Tom, for ruining the entire podcast by forcing <laughs> us to ask this question to everyone we interview, because no one, no one ever answered, answered it right afterwards. After Tom, correctly. Yeah, no. If I could leave the people with one thing, it's put a flashlight in your toolbox because you're not going to break down during the day. That's it. And a wine opener. Um, obviously we're talking bungee cords, and you never can never can have enough bungee cords. That's right. Um. You know, rain suit, obviously, that's got to have a rain suit because, you know, it's an outdoor sport. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you want to have a couple couple pairs of shoes because uh, you don't want to be walking around in bike boots all the time. 
but I mean, some people like might like that, but <laughs> if it's, if it's, you know, 80 degrees or if it's a hundred degrees out, you don't want to be walking around in bike boots on your off days or non-riding time. What's, uh, what's in your toolkit? What's something like really important to have in your toolkit? Like, like the one, the one tool you, you know, that may not actually come in your toolkit, but you will not leave the house without. Come oh, on, the one that come just on, pops Brian. to mind. I know you're like, it's too much is riding on this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be like the others, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on that bike, it's chain lube. Uh, nice. No one has said that. With me. No one said that before. No. Because I don't want my, my chain to seize up in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I always, after every ride, I, I lube it up, make sure while it's still warm, it gets in all the cracks and is still flexible. Yeah. Um, what else? A flashlight. Nice. A flashlight. <laughs> nice. Oh. I always have at least two or three snack bars of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I driving hungry, hangry is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. uh, like I don't know how many pairs of shoes you have in your toolkit. Say, for starters, <laughs> I don't necessarily call it a toolkit, but two pairs of shoes is essential. <laughs> that is a you, good good tip. You think? I always travel with two pairs okay, of shoes. Okay, yes. I also always travel. I always wear my boots and then I'll pack like a small pair of sneakers. Mm -hmm. And usually I never, ever wear the sneakers. So I need to remove the extra shoes because apparently yeah. I, I'm into just wearing my boots. Yeah, whatever, dude. But like I, the shoes to me, that's like, fuck yeah, man. I'm into the, the shoes. You got your riding boots. You got your flip flops. The, <laughs> the two do not mix. You know, you got to switch it up. You got to be comfortable. But what and, about... And, but what about a wine opener? A wine opener. Like, I mean, I, I, honestly, Tom, I think there are ways around this. <laughs> you know, we grew up in the boonies here. Like, we know how to get into a fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> I have I have a beer opener. I have a, and I have a special shotgun tool, but I don't have a... And you can probably use a spark plug tool and get into <laughs> a fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. But if you're looking for the romance and you want to have that corkscrew with you, then yeah, dude, put that in your kit. That's in this, that's, that's why we asked this question. Tom, And the Tom best we got a, was a second pair of shoes. Tom is a fine wine. He needs to have a wine opener. He's on a <laughs> motorcycle adventure. He needs his wine. Fucking screw cap, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uppity, crashy Tom. Okay. So speaking of scra scratchy Tom, <laughs> scrappy Tom, um, lone wolfen. Tom's a notorious lone wolfer. Um, uh, we both are. <laughs> we both are. And now he's got his uh, partner in crime. Um, we spoke to like some other lone wolfers uh, in season two. And uh, this is what they had to say. I tend to ride alone. And this is kind of reflective of my personality too. I just do things on my own. And I would like to, to step out of that. I have been on group rides of like four to five people um but i really want to get into some bigger rides this season Sweet. and maybe some camping too when you mm -hmm. were dating did you consider finding another rider was important to you um yes and no like it wouldn't have been an exclusion for me to have if i met somebody who wasn't a rider um but who was like a great match on other levels that would have been fine with me too because at that point I had become fine with riding being something I did myself and with my friends and so regardless of romantic hookup I felt like that was still going to be an important part of my life that I could continue on um, now if I hooked up with someone who didn't ride and they didn't want me riding I think that would have been an issue do you do you do a lot like do you do most of your riding alone like are you yeah okay. um, i do most of everything alone honestly uh but yeah <laughs> yeah I, I definitely um I've, I've always wanted to find a group of people that i felt comfortable with and I, I felt like i've definitely felt some kinship between a few groups of people but it's never made logistical sense okay yeah, yeah i'll start yeah you you start well okay so we didn't like, we didn't set out on those interviews to ask people if they ride alone. I mean, I did ask Paterka in that last clip, but it just kind of was coming up um, that, like, people do ride alone. 
and people yeah. have these they ha- and these people have partners and they're still just like doing their own fucking lone wolf yeah like pack riding sucks yeah and finding groups of people to ride with that aren't fucking shitty groups is extremely it's difficult virtually impossible so i think that was like a common link through everyone we've spoken to in both seasons yeah. but especially season two and um you know it's it's it you know hits us in a soft spot because that's exactly why we started this fucking podcast yeah is that the community that you know all of you folks that are listening to this podcast fucking suck (laughs) and you need to get better at not being shitty fucking bros yeah, arguably the only people listening to this podcast are not the bros. <laughs> but another thing that came up a lot without like really any uh, prompting was some gender bullshit, mm-hmm. some gender stereotypes. That comes up a lot. And, you know, that's probably because probably because of us, probably because who our friends are. But like shit that came up a lot. Shit's fucking real, man. It's fucking real. I think the reason why like female writers or like femme presenting writers are subject to so much misogyny is usually because like riding a motorcycle is a very visible thing especially when it's something that's not expected of women or like queer folk yeah i basically just i got really pissed off feeling super objectified and left out at the same time by the motorcycle community yeah yeah um like hey i identify as female no i don't want to rub my tits on your exhaust yeah Uh, (laughs) yep so yeah and like i i don't like i don't want to wear a shirt like that i don't want like it's not funny to me it's offensive to me um and i think it leaves a lot of people out and like it's just garbage gatekeeping in my opinion yeah Um, and like more and more women are riding, more and more, like, you know, non-gender binary wonderful people are riding. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just yeah. that one note anymore, and it hasn't been for a long time. What's this street triple? Like, I thought all bitches that were on, like, Triumphs were on Bonnevilles. Like, <laughs> what the hell? You're either on a Bonnie or a Sporty. Like, that's it. Those are your two options. Yeah, or if you like sport bikes around here, you, you go straight to Jixer. All the girls ride Jixers. Yeah. Yeah. All the gays ride Jixers. It's, really? a, it's a meme at this point. I've definitely seen some online things where, like, not directed to me specifically, but I'm on some some groups, like, specifically for, like, vintage um, Japanese motorcycles. And the groups are full of, like, middle-aged white English men, predominantly. And I need to be on these groups because they know how to fix specific things on these motorcycles. So I kind of like, I need their experience, but I just like gag every time I go (laughs) to that Facebook group. Uh, There were some things like they'll post like a poster of a woman on a motorcycle and they'll be like, I hope it's on the center stand. Or there was this one comment. I forget it. It was just like one of those silly, like sexy um, woman on motorcycle posters. And this guy, commented like the the grammar was appalling (laughs) (laughs) females need single cylinder engine bike with pink color something like that oh (laughs) i'm dead (laughs) i I just took a swig of beer right before that and i'm still fucking dying get more pink need motorcycle single cylinder pink oh my fucking god what the fuck like How many accounts do you think, like, social media accounts or Facebook groups or blah, 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 like, how many do you think, like, you've unfollowed because it's so fucking sexist and generally gross? Uh, I I couldn't count. Like, an unlimited amount, especially on Salty. Yeah. Like, you'd think if people actually listen to the show, they wouldn't start following us and be like, yeah, dude, like you know this this bike's for girls it's like okay what's your point what's your point what is your fucking point why are you following us (laughs) like yeah we've never had that right oh god yes what heavens yes oh heavens jesus christ are you calling me a liar uh, and the salty mother we probably podcast we probably should have had a whole sec we'll save this for the end of season three we probably could have had a whole highlight reel of all the fucking lies and mistakes that we have we have shared on this podcast 
Really, what is the difference between a mistake and a lie? I don't know. Salty mother clutchers. <laughs> We're just hovering in the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, that also like brings us into the next section. Yeah. So the the last section we kind of heard uh, from Ken, Paterka, and Alexis. And they were chatting a little bit about like misogyny and some some things. Yeah. Um, which I think is a very common underlying problem that we keep hearing over and over again and experiencing and experiencing but it's just, it's funny to hear all these things individually and just be like oh fuck yes yeah like the, you're saying the exact same thing that i'm thinking yeah and then you know it's kind of nice with that and the other thing on top of like the misogyny that happens is that's it happens in no matter what community part of the motorcycle community that you're in so there was a lot of similarities of uh, people talking about, uh, you know, the motorcycle community in general. Yes, totally. Like uh, a broad look at just the community. Yeah. And what makes up the community. And then who are the little aliens on the side being like, yeah, this like, is gross. And like what you can get out of the community, if you can get anything at all out of the community. Yeah. And like, you know, just some of the experiences that some people had tried to join a bunch of local groups and they were like no you don't own a harley and by the way you have a vagina and i was like yeah. that sucks cool yeah and then i was like okay, maybe I'll join. yeah fuck, fuck that fuck that so hard yeah. like wait no you're probably racist pieces of shit so i'm glad i'm not in there but like gross yeah um, but and then i was like okay i'll try i'll join the latest that sounds cool and then it was like the flip of that like yes <laughs> uh, yeah. like i don't, I don't want to talk about like i don't know like more power to everything but like i there's so many notes like let's let's sing a song already yeah <laughs> around here i feel like you can tell who's a squid just based on looking at their bike you know if they've got some like ratty ass like suzuki hayabusa that's like missing one of the front brake rotors <laughs> and like has, has like um spikes on every bolt uh that's visible then they probably didn't take the class <laughs> <laughs> I really, that's a true story, by the way. I, I had to turn somebody away from a group ride once that I was hosting because they showed up missing one of their two front brake rotors. And I was like, well, did you know about that? And they're like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's redundancy, you know, I have one still. <laughs> oh, my fuck. Do you find there's any judgment about you riding um, if you were meeting a potential date person? Do I think that they're... Really causing judgment on me? Yeah. Do you find that like there's a, any kind of judgment placed on you? Being like, I mean, people are going to uh, be like, "Oh, you're a rider." So what does that mean? No, I don't know. I haven't come across it, but I had had one guy ask me because, like, with my profile pics, right on dating sites, I have my motorcycle and I yeah. lift weights, and he was like, "Do you ever find that guys get intimidated by you?" I'm like, "I See? don't know. That's a judgment." <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't. No one's ever. How am I supposed to know? They probably just overlook the profile or whatever and keep going. Like, it's not like anyone says anything to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That you're, was, like, the right. only person who ever said anything to me. But if they do, then I guess I don't really need them. Yeah. They're not the right one. Exactly. Keep on swiping. <laughs> <laughs> like, the same people everywhere, even though they're not the same people. And yeah. Like, yes. Fine, I, I get it. But, like, I don't... I'm tired of meeting that person. <laughs> I don't yep. have anything to say to them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Around here, the motorcycle community, the, the queerness in it is uh, mostly um, cis bi women who are dating men <laughs> yeah. uh, in monogamous relationships. And that's like, look, I'm, I'm not trying to get into like bi erasure or anything like that. But it's the, it's the type of women who are bi um, but historically really only date dudes and are in a long-term monogamous relationship with a dude. And that dude is like a not good dude. You know, he's like a douchebag. He's like a Trump right. supporter, yeah. you know, type of dude. Yeah. And, and those are, those are like the, the queer people are those women. Yeah. I cannot find any motorcycle riders on Instagram who aren't like toxic bros or white girl bosses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. You yeah. nailed it. Oh, white, uh, white girl bosses, white girl bosses. Should we get into the Lita's or? Oh, oh. yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's a swear word. <laughs> yeah, it is a swear word, but like, it's a fucking, it's, that's the fucking 
that's the community. Like this is that totally no, sums up the community. It's not a community. It's a riding network and a brand. No, I mean that sums up the motorcycle <laughs> community. I mean, we had Kelly in there talking about like the dating scene and the person whoever commented on her like, "Don't you find like guys get intimidated by you?" Like that probably wasn't like a biker community person, no. but that was a rando making a comment on the motorcycle mm-hmm. community because the motorcycle community is fucking toxic. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we're getting at in this section is that it's, it's you know, overwhelmingly the, the people that we've spoken to are kind of in agreement that the motorcycle community has like this reluctance to shed this like brand or the skin or something Mm -hmm. yes i think i think everyone we've ever spoken with on the podcast any person that listens to the podcast that interacts with us in any way is also experiencing a lot of this weird community bullshit Mm -hmm. bullshit horse shit yes and and we are we're like the little guys because it seems that everyone else is living in this like fucking cool bro community and it blows so i'd rather be hanging with the the little ones yeah i agree i think another super important thing that we have to talk about on the podcast is um, oh i know i know i know i know what it is not just because i can see the notes is crashing If you ride a motorcycle, you crash. You crash. Hooray. <laughs> if you haven't crashed yet, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so besides all the other bullshit, there's the other bullshit that motorcyclists have to deal with, and that's fucking crashing. <laughs> so like, yeah, of course, everyone that we talked to was like, oh yeah, and then this time I crashed, this time I dropped my bike, this time I almost crashed, like... <laughs> The conversations inevitably just go in that direction because it's like, hi, you ride a motorcycle? <laughs> When's the last time you've crashed? <laughs> Have you crashed yet? Just you wait. Oh, wait. Can't wait to it hear about it. It gets better because <laughs> you will crash. <laughs> one, of them was, one of them was I was in the woods by myself and um, I decided to turn around because I'm like, oh, there's nothing but bushes in front of me. There's no more trail. I mean, I yeah. could crash through it but i don't know what's on the other side and as i was trying to rock the bike around to to just turn around in this like you know very narrow path it was probably just slightly wider than the bike itself Hmm. uh the bike tipped over and i'm like oh no 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 and it just slowly (laughs) slowly tipped over but it tipped over on a hill so i was suddenly facing downhill with the bike on, slowly coming down on top of me and I'm trying to make sure my leg doesn't get caught at the same time. Luckily, it was all in like extreme slow motion. Yeah. But I was like, if I get stuck in the woods, trapped under my own motorcycle, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, I, and then I, you know, I spent half an hour trying to figure out how am I going to lift the bike up without it flying down the hill on its own. Oh, uh-huh. God. Just the angle it was at, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, or getting, you know, more in trouble. Was that your but current I, your current bike? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, I hope it wasn't I was just the boulevard. Tr- I was just trying to visualize. No. Yeah, if are it you was in the boulevard? <laughs> I would have. Yeah, I would have been calling for help. Like, are you in the woods on a boulevard? I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how the hell he didn't like you know like scrape his ass or anything just like the bike you know when your bike just flies out in front of you and you're like okay i'm just standing still (laughs) (laughs) that's all i just kind of look over after i hear it and he's just standing there and i'm like and i'm trying to think of like what just happened and the bike's like you know (sighs) 10 feet away and just basically ran into the curb first crash actually ever was shortly after I moved to Austin from Houston. And I had been riding here for maybe four to six months. I had met a good group of people that I was riding with at the time that were were pretty safe, uh, but still like to have fun. And so I, I learned the roads riding with those guys. And one day I was out on just like a random Tuesday morning because I was working weird hours at the time, met up with one other dude and 
we were kind of taking turns. I'd follow him. He'd follow me. He was an established racer. And so I really wanted to kind of pick his brain about some things like, hey, how's my body position looking and stuff? And, you know, I'm not like really, really getting after it on the street, but we're moving at a pretty good clip. And so he, there was things that I felt like I could learn from him. So I zipped in front of him on this road and we went through the whole thing pretty quickly. And then I think, okay, we're at the end of this road. So I'm, I'm sitting up on my, uh, sitting up on the bike, you know, kind of straight up and down. I got one knee cocked off to the side and one hand on the handlebars. And it's just a little straight section of road until we get to the stop sign at the end, except for I was mistaken about that part. And um, <laughs> apparently there was a 15 mile an hour posted uh, speed limit section coming up and i was doing the road speed limit of like 55 at the time and like i said just straight up and down on the bike you know one leg barely even barely even on the foot peg and stuff and so by the time i realized what i was getting into i was like way too far into it to try to brake appropriately so i just had to you know throw the bike down as hard as i could and try to like get off the side of it and i made it through the apex of the turn somehow uh, miraculously but right as i came out of the apex the front wheel ran across a rumbly strip of pavement and i remember i was no. pretty close to the pavement off the side of the bike at this point so i saw it coming but i was really at the limits of the motorcycle at that point so there's no adjustment i could do i just had to roll right over the top of it and as soon as i did i lost the front and that guy comes riding up behind me he's like oh you okay you okay and i'm like yeah man i was practically touching the ground when i crashed so it's not like i had the <laughs> So um, he's like, yeah, that was actually really impressive. I've never seen anyone go that fast through there before. So I was about to give you kudos, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but hey, it was still one of the prettiest crashes I've ever seen. You just went for it. But the thing that I did learn, I was going around a corner at a stop sign. Um, the light turned green and I thought I could make my turn. And uh, as I went left on second gear, I... <laughs> I wasn't making the turn. <laughs> okay. And this was my first week. Um, I had my bike course my first trip. I went to Fundy and back, and I thought I was really brave, and I was doing well, and I was making all the mistakes you should, like not turning on the, the gas and <laughs> keeping my choke on. And I uh, went, I was either going down or I was going up over the curb. So I decided to straighten up my <laughs> wheel and... Uh, hop the curb <laughs> and I landed um, upright without tipping my bike or ending up in traffic with my bike on top of me. Nice. So uh, for the bike course that's been my most helpful yeah. uh, like, teaching so far. Like don't fight it. No. <laughs> just don't yeah. don't fight it. Relax. Yeah. You know what to do. They're going through the gears and they just like instead of letting the clutch out nice and easy as we instructed they just boop there goes the clutch and up goes the and they're just little 125 dirt bikes so they're light as a feather <laughs> but got enough power to like you know do a wheelie down the center of the parking lot one guy the other the last i think it was last season i'm standing there doing something i think we're just finishing up a, an exercise and going for a break and this guy rides in and all i hear is this wing and then boom <laughs> And he basically did a wheelie, jumped off of it, and the bike went flying. And he just like sort of went from a, a slight jog to a standstill. I'm like, so what the hell just happened? He's like, oh, sorry. What the hell just happened? Okay, so like apologies to Katie that we like totally put you in with the crashes, but like you you almost crashed. It was an almost crash. It was, that was a crash story. <laughs> like. And, you know, your partner is Crashy Tom. So, you know, we had to sneak in with the crashes somehow. Just by uh, association. I, I mean, this is not crashing. Well, I mean, I, I have a story about crashing, but uh, on your bike course, when you took it, because we didn't take it at the same time, did anybody mm -hmm. crash on it? Just me. Oh, cool. Just me on mine, too. Yeah, I did pretty much what, what Big Al was just talking about. <laughs> Actually. I, but it was slower. But, okay, yeah, right. I forgot that. You... You didn't crash. You like okay. pop. You popped the bike out from under your ass. Actually, now that I say that out loud, no, it was actually nothing like that at all. <laughs> I, I was going around <laughs> lying. Like a, it was it was like a one eighty like turn sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't. know, You had to gear down. Like I don't know. But you had to do it in, like third gear or something stupid. You had to do it kind of fast. Yeah. 
and but like get super low to the ground and kind of like carve it out and i did that on like a 125 uh like kawasaki eliminator and i just went so low with the bike that the bike just like landed on the ground like it just like it just stopped you just threw you just threw it out from under you so so but no i'm still straddling the bike (laughs) it's now just like on the ground and i'm standing up like i'm six feet yeah yeah so like this little like eliminator 125 is like it's just laying down it's like it's it's (laughs) like the thing's like a fucking foot tall i've talked about this on probably like 17 episodes i actually legit crashed on on my safety course like yeah you did a full like brain skid I did a brain skid. Like I, I had to replace my father's helmet that I borrowed. But I did skid up the pavement on my head and had some pretty bad road rash on my elbow. But like I was fine because I was like the exercise was we were trying to gear up into third gear in a turn, I think. And mm. the person ahead of me was like, nope. And went, I went, ah, I went, no. okay, front brake and did like a fucking cartwheel on my head. Yeah. But uh, there was someone else on the bike course and I was in it and they did like pop a wheelie jump a curb and hit the trees and they didn't come back the next day yeah. they did not receive their motorcycle license yeah i think i legit was just going too slow <laughs> yeah. the, the answer is if you're going into a turn just go faster yes just go faster definitely go faster and you'll have way more fun if you go slow faster down a little bit but like you know if you're if you're gonna go into a turn you're gonna survive it by leaning into it yeah but you can't lean into it and go slow because <laughs> that's called falling over well, look, Alexis did it. She went like real fast and laid right down and, and real then real slow and just slid out into like a baseball skid. Like, hey, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I did like the, the the less glamorous version of that because I was like going so slow and so leaned over that it was just like, oh, now I'm just standing here straddling my bike. Like, oh, hey, like I'm pretty sure I still had my hand on the clutch because I have fucking lanky arms too. So it's like. There's like, are you okay? It's like, I I think so. I just picked the bike up and just kept going. I don't, that's not really a crash, I don't think. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's, it's a fuck up. It's a, okay, we'll put you in the fuck ups chapter of this, of this episode. So we should probably do like a little like shout out. Thank you to everyone that came on this year. Yeah. We kind of mentioned like some of the people as we were going through the, the clips. But uh, yeah, we talked to uh, Big Al Bass from episode 26 he's big al bass but we call him big al or big al bass big al bass <laughs> um kelly and uh melanie were on the uh divorce or divorce ish episode uh, yeah. uh 30 then we had paterka on episode 31 which was kind of a doozy because that was our um satanism that Satan episode that was a good one <laughs> that was a fun episode Here's the thing, like, like some these are like our interview episodes that we're recapping, but some of the actual episodes themselves were fucking killer too. Yeah, I think the next one was Ken. Um, they were on episode thirty three, and I'm pretty sure that was misogyny part one or part two. Yeah, there's <laughs> gonna be a lot of yeah. misogyny episodes forever. <laughs> so on episode thirty five, we had uh, Kirby Katie, <laughs> and on episode forty, not long ago. Uh, brian sharp safety man and then on episode 42 the sex episode we had alexis yeah that's like a couple weeks ago yeah so it's still very fresh in our minds but like you know easily one of the fucking most entertaining episodes of the season (laughs) i think yeah so if you haven't checked it out check it out check out all these episodes with everyone on them because i'm to be honest i'm fucking so happy that people actually let us say shit to them (laughs) (laughs) oh it's cool i mean it's also fun to just hear from other riders and like you know get their experiences and it's kind of validating to be like oh you're having a shit time too cool yeah (laughs) like when we talk to people (laughs) or wait no i should say oh you're fucking cool cool because i gave up on this fucking community long ago yeah do you like motorcycles, but kind of hate them too? Do you want to be on our podcast? And they're like, yes. But then we are like, are you sure? Are you positive? You should listen to the podcast first before you invest in this. <laughs> I, hey, I you can edit this out maybe, but I can... This is live. I'm sorry, this is live. Um, I noticed... So in season one, we had also some great interviews, but... Um, all we do really is we shit on Harleys and especially Harley Sportsters. And I'm pretty sure 
the hard majority of the people we had on episode one were sports sportster riders and we were like <laughs> you so don't listen to this podcast oh god and they, on this season so don't. this season only one sportster rider came on is that me no kelly oh yeah everyone like, else is on like adventure bikes and rat bikes and sport bikes right but like kelly's gail from season one yeah who is a fucking poser <laughs> so that's you know that goes without saying that's who we're making fun of specifically oh we love kelly sure it <laughs> <laughs> So you know what fucking sucks? What fucking sucks, my dear? This is the end of season two. What? And we're going to be gone until the new year, 2022. I quit. (laughs) We did this last year, too. We're going to take a little break for December. We're going to figure out some shit for the new year and the new season. And it's going to be fucking awesome. Tell your friends. Hey, and if you know what fucking sucks... Let us know, because we have another fucking 24 episodes of You Know What Fucking Sucks to plan out, <laughs> and uh, we can't just be shitting on sportsers the whole time, because, like, you know, I got to ride, too. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, we are we have had some plans brewing for what the new season's going to look like, and we're really looking to get a lot more perspectives and interviews on there. So if you've got a buddy who wants to be on it, if you're cool, you want to be on the podcast, you know how to reach us, saltymotherclutchers at gmail.com. We're not just going to let anybody on here. You got to be fucking cool. Yeah. So no leaders. So no leaders. No bros, no no leader bros. (laughs) Okay. This is the end of the podcast. There is no season three. Never mind. God, fuck this. (laughs) God, fuck. Fuck this. There, it's done. You want to say anything else? I don't think so. The song is going to be over and then it's over. (laughs) Ah, fuck. Ah, fuck this. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye!